0: Well, g'day, everybody. Welcome back to the show. And wow, the market has changed and many agents are in uncharted waters. So in this episode, I want to get into what needs to happen to adapt and strive. Most agents have never experienced a falling property market, a reduced number of listings and rising interest rates all at the same time. Most agents warmly remember a very different time when listings were falling out of trees and most sale prices were above asking. The agents doing well in current market conditions are the agents who know what to do. Today, I'm delighted to deliver another interview with my friend Trent Poole from McGrath in Noosa Heads, where we unpack exactly what he's been doing to not only motivate his teams, but guide them to the most important daily tasks that get results for their clients and the firm. Also, important side note – In this episode, Trent talks about his listing presentation, which is something we are continually tweaking and have worked on together for years. If you know me, you'll know how big I am on winning the listing and delivering the ultimate listing presentation. In fact, I'm so big on it that I dedicated a whole episode to that exact subject. It's also one of my most popular episodes here on the show. It's episode number 112, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes for this episode, which is number 213. But to find it in Google, all you need to do is search TAP112, How to Deliver the Ultimate Listing Presentation. So that's TAP112, How to Deliver the Ultimate Listing Presentation. As I said, it's one of my uh, all-time most popular episodes. In that episode, I take you through not just the actual presentation, but the all-important pre-listing kit and my specific ideas to avoid the two most common mistakes agents make when meeting with a seller to win the listing. So we got all that and more coming right up.
1: The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Real Ads. Real Ads brings all your high-value real estate tech tools together in one platform to slash cost and boost marketing at the same time. Discover the future of real estate marketing by Googling Real Ads CRM. That's R-E-A-L-A-D-S-C-R-M. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and
0: welcome. Ray Wood here. I hope you are doing well. I'm with Trent Poole from McGrath in Noosa, McGrath Estate Agents in Noosa, Queensland, Australia. Trent, good morning. How are you, buddy?
2: Morning, Ray. I'm well, mate. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. And I'm interested to learn a little bit more about what's been happening in your world. And uh, you were just, before we press record, telling me a little bit more about a situation um, that's happened in one of your offices. And it's interesting because, as we were also saying, you know, our world is changing. Um, Stock is tighter. List to sell times are blowing out. Um, Vendors' expectations are higher. There's a whole lot of uh things changing. And and as you just said, um, if you've if you've been in real estate for uh only the last 10 years, you've only really ever known clover. You've only really ever known great times. So um fill us in with uh with what's going on and, and what you guys learned out of uh out of what happened last week.
2: Yeah, that's right, mate. It's uh, 10 years is a long time, right? It's a decade. But if you've only been in it, and we say only, that's a that's a fairly healthy real estate career in the grand scheme of things, 10 years, but um, if you've been in it for that long or less, then you probably haven't seen a declining market, and you certainly haven't seen rising interest rates combined yeah. with the low stock we're experiencing. So um, it's probably a new world for, I'd say, a vast percentage of the of the industry at the moment. I
0: would have thought just about everybody. Well, you, when I'd say the boom goes back further than that. There was a little bloom in 2008, a little bit of a blip. I mean, in 2008, but. Um, uh, by and large, since the mid '90s, um, it, it's been you know rising and rising and rising, and and now we're seeing this this total change. I mean, we knew a change would come, but it's probably a matter of acquiring the skills and uh, getting the skills that we need to do a whole lot of things. So, yeah, share your story.
2: Yeah, so um, it was it was interesting when I gave you a call because it just triggered the the thought. But we had a had a um, I guess a scenario last week with a, a listing opportunity that had that had come up and it was missed by um one of our sales team and you know that w- we we can't get every listing that we go to but we'd like to talk them out and find out what we're wh- where we're falling down or what we can do better and in that discussion, it was a very very positive discussion that the particular salesperson's reasonably new with us and and into the industry um about six months in and we were working through all the little uh I guess, moving parts of a listing presentation. And what became, uh, I guess, evident was everything was done quite well up until about the last 5% of the things we need to do, which is, you know, being in front of people as often as we can, face-to-face controlling the situation and trying to offer some solutions to where they wanted to go. I won't get into the specifics of that particular um, reason for those people for selling, but let's just say that um, uh, we probably difficult to get both people in the same room. Right. <laughs> uh, um so that is a bit of a you know it's a big percentage of of the reasons why we get employed right so Yeah he goes the dirty word
0: isn't that the song
2: uh, exactly exactly so but what we what we worked out was and it wasn't it wasn't being lazy but I came up with the term that um we've fallen into the trap of being unconsciously lazy because we haven't had to really push hard and use all those skills and really fight for business over um competitors as as fiercely as we do now and be as sharp as we need to be as agents um to get to get business over competitors because you know there's a lot of very very good real estate agents in the industry we're all competing for business and stock levels are low so we've got to make sure we I, i use the term might be a bit aggressive but ring the neck of every opportunity that we've got
0: yep Yep, there's got. Uh, I'm hearing the term a little bit of late in the last six months or so. Um, you've got to be a bit of a hunter. So if you imagine you are a hunter in the wild and you're hungry, you're going to get very creative, and you're 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 going to make sure that you are, are catering to all those little nuances, and you're ticking every. Uh, Ticking every box to make sure that you're you're going to get your tucker, going to get your food. You gotta you gotta register your kills. So I don't think that's a ridiculous analogy. And I think a lot of people in real estate um, who are new and or new to experiencing these changing times uh, are not really sure what to do next. In 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 a lot of the cases. So you know, you mentioned there was a situation where they'd sent something off for them to sign. So um, uh, you know. I remember once going from Melbourne to Brisbane to get a price reduction because none of my none of my um, phone calls or anything were working. In the end, they weren't taking my calls. So when I turned up on their door, um, I got the price reduction. We actually got the sale and um, the guy wasn't too happy at the time. But uh, six months later, he sent me the airfare. Um, it was a bit of a token gesture, a bit of an ongoing joke, but he sent me the airfare because um, uh, he, was, he was so pleased that I made the trip because the market had changed and uh, we got him a pretty good result. So I think it's a matter of following up those things and, and getting stuff done.
2: Yeah, it absolutely is, and and it's the face-to-face. As you said, there was a a scenario where um, it was just default. It was we've been out and done the – I wasn't there, but guys had been out, a couple of the guys had been out, done a presentation, um, all went really well, good engagement from the client they had a really good feeling with it gave her some information came back to the office a couple of days later reached out a couple of times um finally got an email back saying could you just email the information through this particular client's only 10 minutes from our office um yep. and it was just a default reaction that i email the information through and through our conversations with the sales team we went can't do that anymore we need yeah. to be in front of people because it's just default because that's what we've been able to get away with for the last couple of years and it was such a positive conversation that we had with everybody that it's just those i guess one percenters of just ringing and saying hey i've got some really important information i think you'll find it interesting in the change of market i think it would be much more beneficial for both of us if i could come out and sit down with you and just explain it for 10 or 15 minutes yeah um but that's not our natural thought or some of us it's not our natural thought process at the moment coming off last two years so it was just a good reminder and the guys had said it was a really great reset session into just those extra things that we had to do probably three and four and five years ago um, which we haven't had to do for the last couple of years
0: winning a listing is obviously still paramount um i guess we haven't had to work as hard during a boom time because um you just made the analogy and and i don't know if i'm stealing your thunder you're going to say this but You'd send out a proposal that'd be two or three hundred more than they thought, and and uh, that they're going to get, and then the results actually more than that. So everybody's deliriously happy. So if anything, it's kind of not exactly the opposite at the moment, but expectations are still pretty high. Um, Still, if you lose that listing, like this is probably the. In this case, it was a listing that was lost. It's probably a twenty thousand dollar mistake or a fifteen thousand dollar mistake. But I always say that. If you miss miss that, you miss the opportunity to market around it. You miss the other follow-up listings, as I call them, the other two or three that are going to surely come as you shake the tree and work your work your territory in the next, what, 12, 18 months, whatever it is, you've got credibility in the area purely because you've listed and sold a property, which is the greatest marketing you can have. So the mistake, if it's a 20K mistake, it's more like a 60K mistake. Um, and I think when you think about the money, it really brings it home. So, it's, and it's interesting that you were able to turn that into a, a positive experience for everybody, and, and I guess everybody learned a little bit from what happened
2: yeah absolutely um and we we're pretty big on on pulling apart the listing presentations if if we do get them and if we don't um and that was a great one so very much a positive and learning exercise um from that and we 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 just need to get better i guess but um as we say we can we can never get all of them but as long as if we what's the what's the saying um if you, you don't lose you learn yeah. And I think that's important out of all of that. Funny you were saying about that. I can remember an interview that you and I done, and it would have been before COVID and and, and the boom. Um, yep. And exactly what you said, we actually spoke about that on more than one occasion. And and you may have even put out a post or something like that three, four years ago around, if you miss a listing, it's not only, and I think at that stage, we were maybe just using 10 or 15,000 as a commission um, or a fee, that it's not only that it's the one and two and three around it so it is 60 70 80 thousand dollars of opportunity that's potentially slipped through your fingers yep and that's important that's important to remember um and i think uh the way to try and keep that front of mind and what i'd said to my sales teams was that um every day get into the office and have a look at what can i do to progress either a buyer what can I do to progress somebody that's selling? And that could be that I need to introduce more buyers. It could be that we need a, a fairly blunt and frank conversation around where the market is versus your pricing expectations or hopes. Because yes. as much as they're awkward and sometimes difficult conversations to have, we all know that if you're not having them in a the market that's coming back a bit, you're doing your client a disservice yeah. because the longer that they sit there when the market's coming, it's costing them money daily if you're not getting them, you know, if they're not meeting the market. So it's important that we're having all those conversations that we haven't had to have for yeah. at least two years.
0: It's a skill set though, isn't it? And, you know, I often ask, and you and I are working on this 90-day team building mastermind, which has been fascinating, and um, uh, that's another story, but uh, working with some amazing agents on that. And, you um, we're looking for, and, and the 90 day team building, if, if you, if you don't know what that is, is uh, it's obviously a recruiting exercise that, that uh, Trent and I are leading uh, this mastermind um, and trying to assess the kind of person who's going to be good in real estate um, is uh, is a difficult thing. And we came up with, uh, I think it was in, it was last week's session. We came up with AMC, which is attitude, uh, motivation and commitment. And, it's interesting because I, st- I started applying that to real estate people that I know, and if I apply that to you, I think about, okay, attitude, I'm going to give you 10, motivation, I'll give you 10, commitment, I'll give you 10, you're all over it. But then um, not everybody's like you or me, and we're trying to find people that will fit into that mould that we can work with and that we can motivate. Uh, but, you know, are they born or are they made? Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know.
2: I. I actually think both um, and I can only work off my own experiences. For myself, when I first started, I just had a conversation the other day uh, in my office with um, a couple of the guys around uh, my first principal that I ever ever had when I got into real estate and I was absolutely terrified. I done two days in and then took three days sickies because I was terrified of making phone calls and I ended up (laughs) applying for jobs mowing lawns at schools, but I went back to real estate. I didn't um, know that story. After that's an interesting yeah. story. <laughs> I'd get cold sweats in the morning heading in knowing that all I've got to do for today is make phone calls. And I did it for six months and I absolutely hated it for the first three. Yeah. It took me six months to get my first listing. So I was a, a long way to get a long I had a long way to go to get get started. But yeah. um, the 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 attitude and the commitment and things that you mentioned, that's probably my strong suits, but I've also got to have that because I, I'm not the best listing presenter. um, I think I'm pretty good at negotiating, but we've all got weak spots, right? And the way that I try and fix that is that, well, I just need to do more listing presentations because if I don't get them, my strike rate's quite good now after 20 odd years, it's not too bad, but um, it is that commitment. But I think also the key to it all is reviewing it like we're talking about today and why we're having the conversation is that if you miss one, you can't just brush it off you've got to review why you missed it because there is a reason yeah. and that leads me into the next part of it what do we all do and what's the reason why we missed it what's the easiest excuse that we also our oh, commission otherwise yep. it was
0: cheaper yeah yep.
2: um i'm fortunate enough to uh i guess have access to john McGrath and and a lot of other top performers through the McGrath network and it all the top performers drum at home that it's it's never just commission. I agree that that is an element of it. But if we're not exhausting opportunities to be sitting in front of people to explain why we feel like this is our fee, and you know what? Sometimes we do have to adjust our fee to get it. But you, if you're not sitting in front of somebody to give yourself the opportunity to even adjust your fee, if that's your absolute last resort, you've got no hope of getting those listings. And we haven't had to do those type of things for some time and that's another thing that came out of it around all right well let's say that it is the fee but if you're sending out proposals on emails and one fees two percent one's 2.2 and one's 2.75 and it's just a decision to be made a vendor sipping a cup of tea at 8 30 in the morning guess which one they're going with yeah yeah pretty easy decision for a seller
0: also i think and i maintain and regardless of market the more the more Work, I guess, is the wrong word, but the more setup you can do before you actually get to the appointment, the better. Because I've always maintained that you know there is no recommended retail price on real estate. If all agents, if 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 I can just get the same as the next guy, then why would you pick me? So why wouldn't I, before the listing presentation, send in a bunch of client reviews, um, uh, you know, reputation um, comments or or testimonials or whatever you want to call them all around how my results are better than my competition because I achieve a higher price I'm able to engineer a bidding war I'm a better marketer I'm a better negotiator because at the end of the day after you're working with me you're going to walk away with a better price so the more that you can do I argue Trent the more that you that you can do toward that end to achieve that goal before you actually walk into the living room um the easier it's going to be and the better it's going to be to present. So I think a lot of people are going into living rooms and kitchen tables now to do listing presentations with little or no preparation, um, with little or no uh, personal self-belief that they are actually better than the next person because and maybe they've got to listen to a few more Tony Robbins tapes, like like we used to do back in the day. I don't know. There's still even like,
2: a, even a few Ray Wood podcasts will help me.
0: There you go. There you go. Everything helps. But um, <laughs> but you got to have this. Uh, you got to have this self belief, and you've got to have that. Um, you know, is does that? I guess that comes under A for attitude. You've you've got to be able to really be that person because they're looking. They're looking for that kind of help. Otherwise, they'd just have a for sale by owner sign on their, front, on their front lawn, wouldn't they? They're looking for somebody who's going to lead them, who's going to guide them, and who's going to deliver the best possible real estate result and, and experience. So, um, you know, the, every seller wants three things, a top market result in a reasonable time and a great um, real estate experience. So the more that we can do to pre-sell on those three things before we get in the door... It's not that difficult. It's really not that hard. You don't need reams of paper. You just need three or four sheets. You need a letter, basically. Your listing presentation needs to be a letter introducing yourself. Uh, It needs to be a page of um, of recent sales because that's a great question to ask when you're into the listing presentation. And there needs to be a page of testimonials. So the whole thing around um, price, you know, so many agents lose the listing at price because their comments or their view of market opinion is below what the seller's thinking. Now, that seems to happen a lot. So why not send in that piece of paper first as part of your pre-listing kit that says, Mr. Poole, um, thanks so much for your time today. I'm really looking forward to having a look and looking look around your home. It looks amazing. Tell me, what did you think of those recent sales that I sent you? And I guarantee they would have looked at them. So and I'll have an opinion there and you can start the price discussion even before you've had a look around the property. So, that's a strategy that uh, the top agents use, and, and I think it's a really good one.
2: Couldn't agree more, mate. There's, and that's those little 1% that I've mentioned, but everybody that's a trainer or a top performing agent always talks about those 1% things and and your belief in that you are the best person for this particular job.
1: Instead of trying to configure different software to run your real estate business, Real Ads agents solve the problem with a fully loaded tech bundle that saves them over 85% in monthly costs. The platform includes a stunning CRM, an easy-to-drive social media ads manager, an online design tool and templates to create all your marketing, a reputation management tool to quickly build five-star reviews, sales funnels to generate leads on autopilot, and lots more, including 24-7 tech support. There's never been a real estate tech stack like Real Ads. Discover the future of real estate marketing by Googling Real Ads CRM. That's R-E-A-L-A-D-S-C-R-M.
2: Going back to what you said about the work is done before you get there a vast percentage of getting a listing or a listing presentation is done well before you get there, the pre-list. But even yourself in your mindset, if you ask any one of my um, guys that I go out and do uh, appraisals or listing presentations with or buyer appointments or whatever it might be, and I'm happy to go and help all the time, I will never, ever do a same day appointment. ever. They've tried and I get them to move it. And the reason is because When I finish the day, I've got tomorrow set. And then the first thing that I do once I get up and get kids sorted and things like that is check some emails and look at my calendar. And I have color coding. As you know, I've got red – sorry, I've got yellow and – Orange, which is listing presentations, yellow, buyers, orange, blue, admin, and that sort of stuff, or whatever it might be. Um, And if I've got a calendar with some yellow and some orange in it, it's a good day, but I'm not adding any more into it because I've already mentally prepared how I'm going to handle those situations. And I'm thinking about – I mentioned to you before the call, I've got two listing presentations this afternoon – I've been planning those since Monday this week of yep. how I'm going to handle each each client and ones in the office and ones at at the client's property. Yep. Um. But if I get a call today, uh, uh, there's exceptions, right? If somebody rings and says, "Mate, can you be here at five o'clock?" I'm signing up right now with you. Then I'm going to go, of course. Yep. But yep. Um. If somebody rings and wants an appraisal this afternoon because they're thinking about selling in the next three to four weeks, I can't get there till tomorrow or Sunday or Monday. Yeah. It's Just because you're not in the right mindset, so you're not setting yourself up for the absolute best. Um opportunity, but also we can't get the pre list kit out in time. We can't yep. get this done, we can't do the research. So we're going in fifty percent prepared. You, you're not going to get it, and as no. we said at the start, it's 10, 15, 20 some cases, fifty thousand dollars opportunities that yeah. we that we're missing.
0: The other thing poorly, I'm finding that um, uh, the a lot of I call them boom agents, I guess um, are not doing is is asking questions. Um, like, uh, would you like to like with, with a buyer when you when you at, at, at a property? Would you like to buy this home? It's a simple question. Um, if not, let's move on. Um, with a seller, uh, my favorite, my personal favorite, uh, the listing presentation. You got that awkward little bit of silence. Okay, we're all done. I'll always ask, how would you feel about letting me handle it for you? Are you are you happy for me to handle it for you? Are we ready to go? Um, if there's Uh, if there's some hesitation, oh, we're not really sure. I say, okay, well, not really sure means I probably haven't done a very good job of, of explaining what we do. And then I say, and I love this. Somebody taught me this. I wish I could tell you it was mine. I'd say, tell me, is it price? Now that can mean two things. Is it the price I said, or is it my fee? So I'm starting to hone in and hammer down these little objections whatever it might be. Then there's the, oh, we want to think about it or, okay, that's that's cool. If we want to think about it, I tell you what, I've got a couple of calls to make. Why don't I go outside to my car? I'll make a couple of calls, come back in 10 minutes. Does that sound okay? Why not? Ask the question. The answer is always no until you, until you ask. Um, then there's the presentation. Well, Ray, look, we're not doing anything at the moment, probably in a few months, and then I'll ask the question. When the time comes, how do you feel about me handling it for you? Is, is that okay? Are you happy for me to be your agent? I'm amazed, Trent, at the number of people that don't ask that simple question. So if somebody says to me, yes, okay, I, I would be happy. That'd be terrific. Or I'll, I'll shake them by the hand. I'll get back to my office. I'll write a card that says, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, looking forward to being your agent when the time comes. Warm Can't wait to work with you. Warm regards, Ray. If they say no, we're not really sure yet. I know I'm probably on the outer, or I've got some work to do. But again, the answer is always no until you ask. I think people are absolutely petrified I shouldn't say people; I'm generalising. I think a lot of boom agents are absolutely petrified of asking questions because they really haven't had to ask them before. There's a lot of assumption going on, and they're and they're petrified of getting that no. And the easiest way to avoid getting a no is to not ask the question.
2: So it's a hundred percent, and I think it, I think it's an element of scared to ask the question, but also don't know how, because we haven't had to, because buyers especially have been so forward over the last, it's kind of like, Mate, slow down. I haven't even presented your first offer and you're already offering against you. So, you know, when people yeah. do that by accident yeah. at auction, you know, it's like, yeah. is it me or not? That yeah. was that was literally happening. It's like, is this going to get it? But the asking of the question in the listing presentation, which is probably what we were, started the conversation, but it, it does, it's with buyers and everyone at the moment around, you know, uh, is there any, at any level, would you move forward with the property? You know, that sort of thing, get a buyer yep. engaged. But yep. with listing presentations, it, there's an art in knowing when to ask those questions and what to what to ask. And that comes with the experience of doing it. But also I think, um, especially what I've said to my guys is that, if you've got a spare half an hour or you're driving or whatever you're doing, you need to be on podcasts. You need to be looking at or any bit of training material that you can get to get that stuff front of mind. And the reason why it is, is that you need to get yourself, if you're going to be a professional real estate agent, you're going to make a career out of real estate. You need to be very, very comfortable in every uncomfortable situation that you could be in and every uncomfortable conversation that needs to be had because- The ones that are professional and the ones that can handle those things professionally and have the answers are the ones that are going to go well through markets now, which is really just a normal real estate market. And that's what people are looking for. So that's why we need all this information. And the skill in it is, you know, do you start off your presentation with, okay, Ray, thanks for the opportunity to sit down with, do you mind if I ask? is there anything that would stop us doing business today if, you know, if everything matches up with where you want to go? There's nothing yep. wrong with starting a pre- – nearly, you you've nearly cut your listing presentation down from an hour to about 15 minutes because yep. you've got an answer. Yeah. There's no – and that's actually a quite a professional and fine question to ask, but that might be a bit forward for some personality, so then it could be the, you know – oh, well, we can get my photographer here probably Wednesday, Thursday. Do you want me to give him a call and say, oh, I could shoot him a text message? Just the little soft closes that go through and all of that's coming back now. We need all of those skills and they need to be at the forefront of everything that we're doing um, because we haven't had to do it for a while. We haven't, and there, you
0: just you just triggered a, a memory there. There's so many amazing little trial closes, aren't there? When you're when you're actually in that situation and you're you're looking for indications to to go forward, so you don't need to you don't need to ask that big bad question that uh, that may be a yes or no. You can ask some great trial closes. It's. Like any any person practicing motivation, I mentioned Tony Robbins before, and I think that's probably where I first learned it, but a lot of the mo- motivational coaches or, or life coaches or business coaches will do the same thing. Um, you need to get in that state. If you're an elite footballer or hockey player or basketballer or or any kind of sports person, Olympic swimmer, um you're gonna you're gonna win it or lose it in, in between the ears every time. So it's the same with a listing presentation. And and it's interesting, like your your subconscious has probably been like overnight, your subconscious has probably been working on these two listing presentations that you've got coming up today. So You're totally focused on it because they're the big events in your day. Nothing else is going to rate anything like them. Okay. You might be negotiating a deal, but if that falls apart, you still got the listing, you can negotiate it tomorrow or next week or whatever. But these two listing presentations, what's going on at the moment, they are, are dominating your thought because you know what to do next and you know, what's important. So, um, anyway, I I just find this kind of this the whole science of this uh, of winning business and and achieving and and success and competing uh, in a very busy market. Um, I find the whole thing fascinating. So um, thank you so much for your input.
2: No problem. It is fascinating, and it's 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 great. I love it. I li- I tell you all the time, I live for it. I love it. Yeah. It's just you know, yeah. I get in the office early. I look at what we're doing, and 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 it's it's not about the commission the fee, the money. It's about, um, feeling like that I am the best person for the job and I can get this over our competitors. It's whether it's a dollar or a $50,000 commission, it's exactly the same for me. It's the matter of, I am the right person for this job. I want to get this business and I'm going to get this business. Cause I know that if you're not using me, you're not going to maximize your result. Yeah. I a hundred percent believe that in everything that I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and, and going with it in good agency is just like every day creating these opportunities, like every day creating opportunities. What am I doing with my list? Um, um, how, how am I communicating with them? Who, who on that list is about to make a decision? Who in my area is about to put their house on the market um, in any case? another discussion for another day yeah
2: probably that's probably another one but it is very much you know every every day's got you've got the your appointments and your opportunities that are booked in but we've also got to be looking at so what can i do today in between those appointments it's going to get me an appointment tomorrow or the next day or next week or next month um and ours is not super high tech you know we have got tech that we use but uh i'm a bit of a pen and paper person as well and you know sophie that's my PA here in in Noosa and Ben, um, I've just got a list of every single appraisal we've done uh, since taking over the office and it sits in front of me. It's three, four pages in tiny little print. Um, I've got another little list that she highlights on the ones that are close and who I need to call. That's reviewed daily paper. I look at it in the car on the way. I look at it when I get home. I look at it while I'm having lunch. So those addresses and those names are super, super familiar for me. And the thought process behind all of it is, who can I call today that I might be able to move forward? If it was yeah. they were a month away, maybe I can get them to come forward in two weeks. Maybe I can get them off market today and then launch in three weeks. What buyer has had a look at a property who's making the right noises? Maybe I can get them forward onto a contract. That's got to be your thought process every day.
0: How often have you called? This used to happen to me a lot, and, and, uh, and it was almost like an intuitive thing, but how often have you called somebody and they said, oh, Trent, funny that you called. I was about to... I was about to get the house on the market. I've been speaking to Brian, one of your competitors, or whatever his name might be, or her name. And um, yeah, why don't you come around and we'll uh, we'll we'll have a we'll have a bit of a chat. Um, I, I find that happens, or when, when I was uh, practicing, I, f- I found that happened a lot, and it was from having that list and just continually going down over it, and um, and going, okay, who's who needs a call.
2: It happens often and I'll tell you what else happens often um, is I don't know whether you develop a sixth sense as a real estate agent after you've been doing it for a while, but drive down the street, you look at a house and it's number 30, such and such, and someone's out mowing the lawns. There's no anything, but you just look at it and you go, I don't know why, but I feel like that's coming on the market. And then you yeah. go and do something else and you forget about it and you don't call them and you don't send a letter and you don't knock on the door. Seven days later, here's this thing shiny and bright at the top of realestate.com. You're like, I should have called
1: them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I could, oh, the amount of times that that's happened to me is uh, phenomenal. My old principal that we started talking about at the start of this, he he honestly, I reckon he had a sixth sense. I started in Heathmont in Melbourne, as you know. Yes. Um, a long time ago and john mccloskey who's still i think in the industry somewhere floating around we talk every now and again but he yeah. um he was kind enough to give me my start yeah. very hard man I, guy, I started the story i didn't finish it i was telling the guys here uh into my career i don't know how far in but i was slow to get started he legitimately grabbed me by the collar and threw me up against his car at the back of the office and he said I know you can do this, but if you don't F and go to, it was a Lee Woodward uh, complete salesperson and you're paying for it. And I had no money. I think it was like 1200 bucks or something for three days then when Lee was doing it. And he said, and if you don't go, you don't have a job tomorrow. So of course I went, not, I didn't know that he knew Lee. So I went, Luckily, and he showed up that afternoon to make sure that I was sitting in there. And from that day forward, that's when I started to actually get some business. But gee, if he did that, he'd be in jail now. If he did that to somebody, he literally manhandled me up against it, and uh, yeah, I took it, and away we went. But yeah, yeah he had a phenomenal look. What he did, look what he created. Yeah, 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 good, bad, and indifferent. Yeah, hey? but, yeah he was amazing at picking that. Yeah, it's a skill. But yeah, it yeah, is a and skill. So that was that was, um yeah, just I thought it was worthwhile having a chat about those things because they were just little things that probably everyone's thinking and doing or missing. And, um, yeah, there's some, I know my guys and, and myself, it lifted me up as well. It was a really positive conversation because it's one thing to miss some business. But if you don't know why, you can't fix it, right? So by yeah. pulling it apart, you can turn a negative into a positive so they go into the next ones super enthusiastic, super confident, and you watch, they'll get them. Uh, Lance, who you know out of my office yesterday, got yes. a big listing that he was yep. competing against four or five agents. Um, and, that you know, that's given him confidence going into the next one as well. So yeah. a very big a very big result for him, yes, a big yeah. development. Um, yeah, good so work, Lance, well if there.
0: you're listening. Love your work, buddy. Congratulations. Now you got to sell it. Exactly. <laughs> um so poorly yes, good luck today, buddy, with your listings. And um I'm dead keen to know how you go. I'm sure you will bring home the bacon. So um hopefully mate, in a, I'll
2: report in.
0: You're in a very competitive part of the world too, in Noosa Heads, four, five, six, seven, Queensland. So oh, um, we ever I think
2: I I think there's a vast percentage of the population are actually real estate agents yes. of some shape or form. So yeah. um a yeah, good
0: boom good will do towards. that. <laughs> turns everybody into, into agents.
2: Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. And uh, the ones that aren't agents, they uh, they probably could or should be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much um, for your time today, uh, and I'll look forward to getting this live on YouTube or on the podcast or somewhere so everybody can hear it. Thanks, buddy.
2: Perfect. Thanks, mate. My pleasure. All right,
0: mate. Talk to you later.
1: Cheers. Cheers. When you're ready to move up to an insanely fast full suite platform, Real Ads delivers everything the modern agent needs, including online design tools, social media ads manager, landing pages, websites, email, and text messaging, CRM, customized eBooks, and much more. There's never been a real estate tech stack like Real Ads. Discover the future of real estate marketing by googling Real Ads CRM. That's R E A L A D S C R M we